Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. got sweaty palms now. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. Today with me I have Steph Singleton, who is an award-winning author, um, who's going to tell us much more about it. So hi Steph, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Bless Steph, she was saying how nervous she's coming in. I went, it's fine, we're just having a chat. It's absolutely fine. (laughs) So um, for people who don't know you, would you mind telling us more about you and um, your books and your blogs and things like that? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I'm, I'm Steph. <laughs> um, I've spent majority of my life um, living in Scotland, uh, but very recently moved um, to Lancashire um, for a lot, lot, lot of reasons, um, but mostly to push on um, with my own horses, um, competing wise and things like that. Um, Scotland is a very brilliant place, um, but can be a little bit remote when it comes to championships um, and things like that. So being a little bit closer is um, going to help. Yeah, so, God, about me, I could talk all day about me. Um, <laughs> I got into horses um, quite early, I would say. I think I was about 10 years old, and um, I was very bored one summer holidays, and my mum slammed the yellow pages in front of me and told me to find something to do with myself, basically. Um, yeah, a little call to a ride in school um, to see if I could go and help, and they said, come the next day. And since then, I have been a self-proclaimed horse addict. Um, yeah, right right from then. Um, very lucky that my mum and dad saw how passionate I was about it and um, got me my first uh, pony, who was a rescue. And uh, since then, yeah, I've always owned horses in some way, uh, shape or form. Um, I went on to college and trained to become a riding instructor and I've spent years working both freelance and as a career um, in stables. Um, I was lucky enough to go out to Dubai and work for a year um, and teach some of the royal family, which was amazing. and yeah, so since then I've sort of come back and tootled around with my own horses and fell into writing. <laughs> Has it always been something you've been interested in, like create, like creative writing, or have you found yourself that you're sort of writing like little short stories and stuff, or did it just come out of the blue? Um. Oh God, I mean, through school, um, I always knew I wanted to work with horses. But, you know, I think right from starting helping out the riding school, I knew I wanted to teach. And I knew that school, you know, wasn't really where I wanted to be. Um, So I wasn't very academic. I wasn't bad by any means. Um, If I'd have worked harder, I could have got an awful lot better grades. But again, it didn't make any difference um, to the career that I wanted coming out of school. Um, I was definitely better at writing than I was at maths. I'm not good with numbers. I can do words. Um, And I do remember um, my English teacher actually um, banning me from uh, doing uh, anything about horses because she said it was a bit much. (laughs) So 
I, I do remember once we had to do a PowerPoint presentation about it. It was whatever subject we wanted, except horses, Steph. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went home and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything else. Horses is all I know. Yeah. Um, so I very conveniently did a subject <laughs> on animals in war, which just so happens to have lots and it. lots of horse history in it yeah <laughs> so yeah I do remember that teacher's face at the end of my presentation being like I can't yeah I can't even tell her tell her off for that because it wasn't specifically about horses um so yeah I suppose I've always been naturally good at writing um but it's never really been something that I would say I've been passionate about um until now um definitely so let's talk about um did you start with blogs first and then go to your book or did you do your book first and then your blogs about your book um so it all started um on facebook i found um with my own personal page that a lot of my own life and the things i was getting doing with the horses was getting blended together and I wanted to keep more of a bit of a diary um on social media as to what I was achieving with them and, and where what direction I was heading in um so I started up the the Facebook page the adventures of Huckleberry Pie purely for myself really as my own personal diary um that then grew quite a big following when I started um posting about just different subjects that meant a lot to me um and then I thought oh I can maybe go somewhere with this um so then I I sort of set up a website and started doing a little bit of blogging um but not much um but the books the books were never meant to happen it is you know it wasn't something that I set out to do right from the off um it started as a diary then it turned into a bit of a blog um and the books really started purely from a little rhyme that I picked up um, at 5 a.m. one morning while milking cows. <laughs> um, morning radio wasn't so great. And so it, it can be very quiet and lonely at that time mm. of morning. Um, and a little rhyme popped into my head. And it was one of those that I thought, oh, I, I better stick that on paper. Mm. Um you know, it might make might make a nice poem for the blog or or for the, the Facebook page. Um, and I went for breakfast that morning at my mum's house and told her the rhyme. And she says, oh, that'd make a nice book. And I was like, all right, mum, yeah, me yeah. write a book. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, and she says, well, just do a bit more and, and see. She's, but it sounds like a, a children's book um so I wrote a little bit and I thought a bit I thought actually yeah I could see the images in my head of you know what the what would be on each page and I thought actually with the right mindset and the right people to help yeah uh, it might happen <laughs> so what so can you tell us a little bit about the the stories like uh, like how many books do you have and can you tell us a little bit of the stories of them um yeah so it started out originally as uh, one book and um that was all it was going to be right from the start uh, was 
was the one book. Um, so the first story is The Little Cob That Could. And basically, each story I try to put a little bit of a moral to. Um, so the first one is Where There's a Will, There's a Way. Um, you know, when you put your mind to it, you can achieve anything you want to. Um, and so the storyline follows that, but there's also a little bit about beating bullies in there as well. Um, you know, I think it is, I think everybody's experienced bullying in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and I feel it's something really important that we need to teach our youngsters about that you know, there are going to be people out there who won't agree and won't like the things that you're doing or the way that you are. Mm. Um, but there's always a way of getting through that. So that was the storyline for the first one. Um, and that was going to be where I sort of ended it. And then <laughs> once I launched that, I had people, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one? And I thought, oh, no, what have I done now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I better get my thinking cap on. So I wanted to really follow, follow um, morals and teaching people lessons along the way. Um, so the next one became a lesson well learned. And uh, it's all about, you know, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, and in that storyline, um, the bullies from the previous story um, actually start to really like Pi and want to invite him onto their, their side and be like, yeah, yeah, you can be one of us now. Um and in the search for fame and stardom, um, you know, Pi really goes along with it and uh, wants to do his best. Uh, but in the process, he, he sort of leaves all his friends behind um, that have been there from the start. Mm. And, um, yeah, when things don't quite go to plan and the people who were never really his true friends um, dump him, he finds himself in in a bit of a predicament Um and, and goes back to his friends and apologises um, and really realises what he's done. Um, now, in these stories, there's a little wise character um, of a little mouse called Heidi. Um, and she is the one that um, sort of pops out and speaks of these morals um, to Pi and sort of helps him have those little light bulb moments. Mm. Um, and so she sort of sits along and watches and guides him through um, life, really. Um, I think we all wish we had a little little Heidi on our shoulder, yeah. giving us that guidance. Um, and so, yeah, she sits in the background there um, watching and pushing him in the right direction when she can. Um, then um, that also went down a storm with readers and... I had already started by this point thinking I could turn it into a little bit of a series. Um, and so the third book that I have out at the moment um, is called The Little Cob That Saved Christmas. Oh, I thought, you know what, we all, love a good, we all love a good Christmas story, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one sort of relates to, to the past two years um, of things that we've all been going through with COVID. Um, so Santa's uh, reindeers um, come down with COVID oh, nice. and Santa's in a little bit of a muddle as uh, <laughs> to what to do to get the presents out. 
Um, and any remembers this little cob that's been working hard and doing all sorts of things um, and thinks, you know what, if I can get him on my team, I just might about make it. Mm. Um, so with a little bit of convincing um, by a touch of magic, magic dust and a few words uh, from Santa, um, Pi joins uh, the Santa squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those stories. And I was just literally thinking, oh, my niece would love these stories. And what sort of age range are you sort of aiming it for? So I, I would say the majority of our readers are between the age of four and ten. Um, you know, the ten, the cartoon um, like images, uh, which are created by Lucy Beatty, um, she did an amazing job on that. You know, I, I just, I drew little stick ponies and things and sent them to her and she came back with magic, um, basically. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the images that are in there are very much aimed at the younger end. Um, but I believe that the stories and the morals that are within them um, are open for everybody to read. Mm. You know, I do have a lot of um, adults who buy the copies as well purely for themselves um you know I, I do know of a couple of people with the first story the little cob that could that take it away in their lorries um to shows and when they're feeling a bit nervous or a bit unsure um have a quick read of that and come out thinking yeah I got yeah, this yeah <laughs> um and then they go mount up so yeah it, it's a story for everybody but certainly one for families and uh, schools to, to use. Oh, love it. And I was just going to actually just mention um, the illustrations because I actually have one of her prints um, on Instagram and Facebook. She's captured her character. Um, I've got yep. one of her prints and I absolutely love her. So when it like popped up, I was like, oh my God, I recognise those draw like those images because that's exactly, I, I love um, my, I'm trying to get my print now. This is not very good for the audio, but. Let me just try and find it. It's going to come up on the wall, but I haven't got it up yet. Where is it? Oh, it's this one. I'll say you've got you've got to get that in a frame, definitely. Yeah. So I've got this one. Not that anyone can see it, but underneath <laughs> it, it's a picture of a little girl with a, a pony, and it says, "My best friend doesn't have to say a word to heal a broken heart." And I just love her little, like motivational things that she puts on her images. So it definitely ties in well with what you're um promoting in your books as well yeah no she's she's absolutely amazing and to be honest um the combination of us working together was uh, it, yeah we, we were just pulled together really um I saw some of her work on Facebook and um the images that I had in my mind for what I wanted I looked at those uh, look, looked at some of the work that she was doing and I was like that's it that's it um, so I literally got in touch with her and I was like, would you be willing to illustrate a book? And she was like, I've never illustrated a book. I don't know what goes into it. What do I need to do? I was like, well, basically, I just need 10, 15 pictures. I said, following the storyline. I said, yeah. and that's all you need to do, really. And she was like, well, I'll give it a bash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was it. So like I say, I, I drew uh, oh, some ridiculous um stick ponies uh, my mum had actually said oh you know you could illustrate the book yourself I was like nah -uh. <laughs> I was like, anything that I could draw is not book worthy yeah. um and yeah she she literally brought 
every single page to life. Um, some of the illustrations are actually based off original pictures of me and Pi as well. Um, the front cover, for example, was taken off a picture um, of me and Pi at Pet Planaria Festivals. Um, and yeah, so as we've gone on and, and we've worked together a lot more, um, the, the Christmas book, for example, I think I had two pictures in mind and the rest of it, I just went, and you just sort the rest out. <laughs> and she was like, perfect. And everything she came back with mirrored what I had in my mind. I was like, you could, she just couldn't get it any better. Well, guess after like the, the third book, she gets probably your vibe of, you know, what the character is and you know what sort of theme you want the book to travel and telling the story and stuff so it because you've worked closely with each other for you know on your third book now she she's obviously got what you what you want and what the what the uh, meaning of it is and obviously an illustration can really bring it to life as well can't it Oh, it, it does. And I mean, the these books wouldn't be nothing without um her help and, and her you know, pure talent. Um I, I think the illustrations go hand in hand with the words that are on the page. Um and that's what makes the book so enjoyable. Exactly. And um yeah, I can't wait to actually order these for my niece because I know she's gonna absolutely love these stories. She's a uh, she loves books, she loves reading books, she you know, she loves horses, so this will go hand in hand. And a perfect Christmas present as well, which is great because I'm running out of ideas for her. So this is I was gonna perfect. say that's that's Christmas sorted. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh obviously like you've put like your award winning. So can you tell us what awards you've won? Yeah, so um, I had an email. I mean, bear, bearing in mind, these books only started last April. Um, you know, been going 18 months uh, doing this. So having three books out in 18 months has been a bit of a shocker to me, let alone anybody else. Mm. Um, but yeah, at the start of the year, um, I received an email from Horse Scotland um, who, for some somewhere somehow some people had nominated me for the equestrian writer of the year award um Lovely. yeah horse scotland have their annual awards um to really celebrate the talents of riders and equestrians um from all backgrounds and all disciplines um in scotland you know they are exclusively open to people who were either born or are living um in scotland and yeah, that what I mean. One of one of my friends um, won the Youth Rider of the Year um, this year for her talents in dressage. Um, they celebrate breeders, owners, grooms, you name it. Um, so yeah, to find out I was nominated for that was uh, pretty cool. I was like a writer. Like I think that's when it actually sunk in that that's what I you know what I can label myself as is, is an author and a writer um who'd have thought it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we we went off um in September um I dragged my mum along um after all it wouldn't not, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for her pushing me in the first place um and we had a brilliant night yeah we met some really great people um he sold some copies of the books while I was there. Uh, if I actually sold out, um, I'd, I'd travelled up on the train, so could only take so many. And by the end of the night, I, I didn't have any 
any left to, to give out because they'd all sold. Um, so, yeah, the support of people um, there from uh, was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to, to have that now is... I, th I think it really was a turning point for me to realise um, I might get emotional now, I might start crying, oh. um, that, <laughs> that what what I'm doing um, is helping people and making a difference to people's lives. And um, that's what I wanted to do through my teaching and coaching as an instructor, um, but to be able to do it to people that I have never even met um, yeah, I, th I think that starts to sink in and uh, I'm going to start crying, so I better stop at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. I say I get I get people sending me pictures of their kids when they receive the books or, um, you know, some people send me some words. I've got, I've had a couple of messages from people who've got children who are dyslexic and, hate reading hate anything to do with reading but because it's based on a pony and the stories rhyme and there's a moral to it they read it time and time again and um yeah I mean what what an honor to be able to make help somebody with struggles like that yeah absolutely and that's the whole point of it all isn't it that's why everyone yeah. you know that's why you do it isn't it it's just to help people and um make people who might be feeling that they're in that current situation feel like they're not alone um and you know because it can sometimes if especially with bullying and things like that you think you're the only person that's going through it you feel like no one's listening to you um and so when you've got like either a person or a book or some music or something that just makes you feel like you're not in it on your own and there's you know someone is listening and or someone's going through exactly the same thing and they know exactly how you feel it just makes you feel so much better doesn't it yeah I mean anybody that turns around and says they haven't had mental health struggles is um a liar <laughs> in my opinion um we all have struggles to to our own degrees um and in fact couple of weeks ago I was having a meltdown completely and I was like I can't cope with this anymore um and that's where I think the likes of social media and things are amazing um because that night um when I was sat at this desk signing books um to send out to people I received a picture of somebody that had received one of the very first Christmas books um and her smile just I burst out into tears I put a little video on my page because I was like you know I think I think the more that we can put out there um as, especially people who have an influence you know I mean somebody called me an influencer the other day and I was like I'm not I'm not at all um but mate you know to a lot of of kids and stuff um maybe that's the way that I'm might be perceived mm. um so yeah I think people well anybody everybody has a voice to an extent and I think it's not just about screaming about um all the good things you know of oh I've launched another book and I've won an award and and all that I, I really do think that you have to put the bad things out there sometimes as well and yeah. show that you're vulnerable um because we all are to an extent um and trying to make out that everything's okay all of the time mm. is a bit false. Yeah, 
no, hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree, and I'm I'm glad you're being so um, open with everyone as well. So, um, so with this part of the podcast, I kind of have this as an open space. Um, this can be a a space for you to promote anything you want to promote, talk about something that you feel like we've not covered yet, um, or anything you're passionate about that you really want to talk about. I mean, obviously we've just talked about like mental health, which is a great subject, but is there anything else that you want to either promote or discuss that you feel like we might not have covered? Oh God. Um, there's so many things I could talk all day. Um, ask anybody who knows me, and they were like, well, "If you start talking about something, she'll never shut up." Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so many things, so many things. Um, I think I was actually talking about this um, in work the other day with some colleagues and things like that. Um, and one of the things um, that I want to push. Um, in maybe next year's Christmas book, um, not not saying that there will be, but yeah, it, there's there's thoughts there already. Um, and obviously, we're coming up to a time of year. Christmas is, God, it's the first in a couple of days, isn't it? Jeez. Um, and so many people. I, I I think Christmas at one point was all about spending time with family and enjoying each other's company and things like that and I certainly think over the last well probably as long as I've been alive um Christmas has felt a little bit more of a commercial thing and what can I buy for so and so and what are they going to get me and if they don't get anything for me I'm not going to get anything for them um and yeah at, at the at the moment um having two horses on livery I am skint so sorry peeps but I ain't got any money for presents this year (laughs) um so I I think what's really important at this time of year especially with the financial crisis being the way it is as well is that for people to remember it's not all about how much money you have what you can buy people and things like that I think it's all about putting thoughts into a gift yeah um to to me I would much rather receive something that somebody had put a little bit of thought into Mm. um you know even if it was oh well that's your favorite bar of chocolate that's all I can get you I'd be delighted because they've taken the time to to think about something that I would like personally or that I would enjoy um you know it's not all about oh we're going to get the the fanciest of riding boots or a brand new riding hat and things like that, but it has to be a big brand and expensive. Um, I I think it all comes down to small gifts that are personalised actually yeah. mean much more to people than anything else. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of years ago, it was um, 2020, um, I got quite into wood burning and I made little Christmas decorations with people's pets' names on oh, them and things true. like that um the likes of my mum and dad she loves a bit of dandelion and burdock and oh yes put them in a little box you know it wasn't expensive but it was a thought that I put into it and I like to think that they enjoyed it they said they did yeah I'm sure they did my my mum loves that but we can't find it for love or money so we need to try and find any so if anyone knows (laughs) it it's July Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally agree it, the Christmas is literally it's supposed to be spending time together quality time with each other 
and you know having playing games eating food and, and that is the true meaning of it isn't it that's the whole point yeah um, exactly and I, I think this year more than ever that there's a lot of people out there worrying about not being able to afford the things that they want to get for people um um, unfortunately and, I, and I'm in exactly the same boat um, yeah. I think we all are <laughs> yeah it's going to be an extra special Christmas this year because we're just going to appreciate it a lot more I think which is the whole point of it isn't it yes yeah, yeah. I, I, exactly I, I think um, you know we'll we'll have a lot more people playing with cardboard boxes and stuff like that <laughs> <Yeah>. rather than <laughs> all the fancy gadgets um yeah, you know, making some alien helmet out of a cardboard box and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think one year I remember my mum and dad buying me and my sister some um, quite extravagant presents. I don't know if it was a bike or something like that, but whatever it was came in a huge cardboard box. And we played with that cardboard box all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's you know. it, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I finish off. And the podcast with some quick fire questions so generally are you a night in or a night out person oh I'm a night in person first of all I can't afford to go on nights out <laughs> because I have horses and I compete um <laughs> yeah I think everyone's um, a night in now no one goes out yeah <laughs> yeah I'd much rather I'd much rather get up early in the morning go and have a nice day out and things like that and come back Nice little bottle of Prosecco, watch a movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. A night in. Christmas night outs are coming out with work in the yard and already I'm like, mm, what time <laughs> will I be able to get to bed at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, tea or coffee? Um, I've always been a tea person. I've always been a big tea person and hated coffee until literally the last month where my stable neighbour has got these gorgeous lattes. I don't know where she's got them from. Um, and I've become a little bit hooked, to be fair. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's quite milky, so, yeah, though, isn't it? I, it's I, not too strong. Lean, lean more towards tea, um, but coffee is starting to get in there a little bit now, yeah. <laughs> wellies or heels? Wellies. Wellies. <laughs> I've always said if I ever get married, I'll be in riding boots or wellies. There'll be no... No wedding heels for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet or savoury? Oh, that's a tough one. Every everybody loves a dessert, but I would say that I tend to lean more towards crisps and things like that. Um, definitely, if I go out for a meal, I'll have a starter rather than a dessert. So savoury. <laughs> Book or film. This is really bad, actually, because I write books. Yeah. I write books, but I don't really get much time to read books. Um, so, yeah, that's really bad coming from a, a writer, isn't it? Um, I think I've only ever finished one book, one novel from cover to cover. Um, so, yeah, film. Okay. Um, and lastly, where can people come and find you and learn more about your book? books order them or just more about you where can we find you uh yeah so as i mentioned earlier um our facebook page the adventures of huckleberry pie um there's a good few people on there from all over the world um instagram we also have instagram under the same adventures of huckleberry pie um and through my website um www.adventuresofhuckleberrypie.co.uk um we do have a little tiktok um 
I can't remember what it's called, but I shall send it you to tag tag in. Um, I think it's something like Adventures um, of Pi or something like that. Um, they wouldn't let me have the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I have visions to go out into YouTube and stuff like that, but it's all... It's all about time because um, I, li I like to be prepared for whatever I'm doing rather than just throwing stuff out there, um, definitely when it comes video-wise and things. Yeah, no, lovely. Thank you so much for coming on. I thank you, you know, so much for telling us more about your books. I think people are definitely going to listen and, you know, order or be interested in them. So thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, and, and thank thank you for having me on my, my first podcast. Yay! Oh, I'm so pleased. <laughs> and as always, guys, if you love this episode, which I'm sure you will, please tag us in. We'd love to know that you're listening, and I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.